Good morning, children. It's 7 a.m. <clears throat> on a Saturday. Your kids are sleeping in, and your mom and I had a date night last night. We uh, went to a very well-known barbecue place, and we uh, weren't that hungry, but we shared a, a meal, and we had the best yellow cake I think we've ever had. I remember when, when we were planning our wedding, <clears throat> uh, you know, we had to figure out who was going to do the cake, and one of our friends um, asked, if she, you know, we, we asked her if she wanted to do the cake for us, and she asked us what, what we wanted, and me and your mom were very clear. We said, well, we, we love Duncan Hines' yellow cake does not have to be fancy. Here's what we want it to look like. You know, here, you know, there's like a bunch of smaller cakes with like trellises and like a, kind of like a stairway, which we thought was fancy. And as soon as we told our friend that, she said, absolutely, I, she's like, I can't do that. The, the yellow cake has to be uh, made from scratch. She's, you know, she's like a new, newly minted chef. She just had a um, internship, you know. Um, you know what? In a some pastry restaurant or some pastry. I, I don't know what it was. She had a pastry um, internship, and so she was like so opposed to us buying a bunch of yellow cake. We're like, fine, okay. Well, it cost us twelve hundred dollars for the cake. Now. It was the most expensive thing at that wedding. I don't think your mom's wedding dress cost $1,200. And for a while, we're like, we're like, oh my God, it's kind of expensive. And we're like, fine. And she made a yellow cake and it was okay. And But, you know, she also, um, you know, there's a lot of tradition about wedding cakes. And one tradition is the top of the wedding cake is not to be eaten. You're supposed to keep it for a year. You put it in a freezer, and then on your one-year uh, wedding anniversary, you're supposed to thaw it out and eat it as like a celebration. And we, our, you know, our friend made a um, made a uh, carrot cake for the top. Because carrot cake freezes very well. Your mom and I really talk about everything, and that was our decision. So kind of a side note on that, your grandpa and uh, grandma he was married to, I don't know, if, um, who moved away, moved to another state, well at the time, they they put it in their freezer, and then they decided to unplug the freezer and store it in storage, and the only thing they, that was left in that freezer was our cake, and when we got it out, it was just a mold experience, experiment, and your mom wasn't too happy. We we felt like that was kind of like a like a passive aggressive shot at us. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's kind of like what we felt. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But you know, we. I mean, who who cares? I mean, it's a cake. But so, anyways, um, after she made the cake, you know, like after the wedding, like six months later. Me and your mom were shopping at Safeway and we found the exact same wedding cake we wanted, the exact same, um, for like $60. And 
what she could have done is she could have like bought that cake, taken the accoutrement, the the trellises and the, the stairway and like the you know the thing that made it look fancy, and just made a bunch of yellow cake for a fraction of twelve hundred dollars. So, a little lesson to you: you don't always need to use friends for stuff, and. It was, that wasn't really exactly a falling out, but like we felt kind of like we felt kind of taken advantage of. So that's not that's never a good thing to feel taken advantage of by a friend. And, um, uh, so, anyways, I don't know why. Oh yeah, we're just, yellow cake. It was amazing. This yellow cake. I would eat a whole cake of that. And then we saw a movie called Matrix. Resurrection, which I still don't understand, but you, know, you don't have to understand everything. It's a sci-fi movie that was really big when we, me and your mom started dating, and because Hollywood likes to make money, they decided to make a fourth movie. Don't ask me why. Oh, well, you know, to make money. Hang on one second. Hi, we're gonna get Can I have a large chai latte? Anything else? No, thank you. So, last night, you kids didn't get to bed till 11.30, and I guess the entrepreneur was watching some scary movies or clips on her phone, and her younger brothers were watching with her. The spy, who's the youngest, is the least um, affectionate of all the children, and he was adamant that he had to sleep in our bed. And he, he said, Dad, hold me all night, because I'm scared. You know, like, I just put one arm around him. He's like, no, hold okay. I, He's like, no, put both arms around me, Dad. I'm scared. So that's how I knew you were scared. It was, I felt so bad. We've all been there. We've all been scared. And so if one kid just starts our room, everyone else has to start our room. And then the entrepreneur got upset because she was all alone in the bed, in, in her bedroom. And so she ended up sleeping there. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, all four were in our bed last night, and I slept pretty well. I woke up this morning to a tsunami warning. We live kind of on an island. You guys know that? And evidently an underground volcano in Tonga erupted and caused a potential tsunami that's heading our way. And when I say tsunami, I mean there's gonna be a bunch of really big waves in a couple hours. So I'm, we're out of danger. It's just gonna be big waves um, uh, around, I think eight or nine, and it's like 7.20, so I'm not too worried about that. So, so we're doing Deuteronomy 31 through I think 33, 34 this morning. I, you know, lately the more I read, the more I want to read. You know, the more you read the Bible, the more you're going to want to read. And the less you read it, the less you're going to want to read. It's a habit. It's a good habit. So I would, I'd highly suggest, you know, especially if you're in college where you're going to be tempted probably the most in your faith. 
just read like 10 minutes in the morning or five minutes you know have, make it habitual and after like a week you're only going to want to read a, you know, a lot find a group of friends who are christians and read it don't read it with people who have a closed mind or are atheists or you know they're all they're going to want to do is try and piece it apart which isn't bad i mean the whole point i think is to find truth which that's all this book is but you want to you want to always read it with someone with an open heart i know friends of mine who have read it um but they're adamant atheists, so they only read it under the lens of, I'm going to prove this wrong, or uh, I'm going to say this is all BS, or, you know, read it from a perspective that this is just amazing literature. It's not. It's not. This book is a miracle. Written by, like, 40 different authors, saying the exact same thing over the course of a thousand, a couple thousand years. Maybe even five. I don't know the exact timeline of when Moses started writing the Pentateuch. But Moses was the one that pretty much tradition believes he 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 read or he wrote all these books. Chapter 31 is a transition. Moses is about to give leadership to Joshua. God is pretty clear to Moses that you are not gonna be crossing the Jordan. You will die where he's at. And the reason that is, and I read some commentary, is, you know, Moses did a couple things. Uh, I think the thing he did which angered God the most was the when the, the Israelites were thirsty, Moses um, hit the rock twice and yelled at the Israelites. He was very mad. Well, God didn't tell him to do that. Out, out of frustration... He hit the rock twice. He didn't even have to hit the rock once. But symbolically, the rock is symbolically Jesus. And so Jesus only has to die once, not twice. And so in hitting the rock twice, um, it insulted God and his son. And so that's why Moses ain't going to the promised land. may seem harsh you know it's it's a lesson you kids should probably learn right now about timing Moses was living the life he was like a prince in Egypt until age 40 when he left he was in the desert with uh, with desert with a desert tribe for another 40 years until God called him at the age of 80 to free the Israelites. He was 80 years old. He freed the Israelites and he stayed in the desert for 40 years dealing with the most hard-headed group of people in existence. And it was Moses' dream to lead them to the promised land. And he, did, he was not able to see them go into it. And that's God's will. So one day you may have all these amazing dreams to do something. And God is the only one that could close a door and keep it closed. 
you may have a dream about a career or about marrying a person or about, you know, other things, you know, about, oh, getting in the, into a dream college. Well, it's all in God's will. And sometimes things don't work out. And, and Moses knew he wasn't going to the promised land. And you take a lesson from Moses. He was still very devout to God. And he still wrote these books. And he still honored God by blessing Joshua in the transition of leadership. So, let me uh, <clears throat> take a sip of this chai latte. I usually like to drink chai latte. Uh, so your mom hates the smell of coffee on my breath. And for me, coffee... It just reminds me of my dad. He uh, he drank in the morning, and he would kiss us uh, in the morning before he went to work, and you just smell coffee, and it's just, to me, though, it's home. Your mom, your, your mom hates the smell. I just can't. <laughs> it's so funny. But it's not funny if I want to kiss her. So, we make sacrifices. All right. Let's see, I wonder how many, how many more chapters are in this, this book. Oh, wow, I think we're going to, I think we'll finish Deuteronomy today. Reading from my father's book. Chapter 31. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. Uh, the Lord has said to me, You shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said, and the Lord will do to them what he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed, along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So Moses wrote down this law and gave it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and to all the elders of Israel. Then Moses commanded them, At the end of every seven years in the year for canceling debts, during the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose, you shall read this law before them in their hearing. Assemble the people, men, women, children, and the aliens living in your town, so they could listen and learn to fear the Lord your God and follow carefully all the words of this law. Their children who do not know this law must hear it and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. The Lord said to Moses, Now the day of your death is near. Call Joshua and present yourselves at the tent of meeting, where I will commission him. So Moses and Joshua came and presented themselves at the tent of meeting. Then the Lord appeared at the tent in a, a pillar of cloud, and the cloud stood over the entrance to the tent. And the Lord said to Moses, You are going to rest with your fathers, and these people will soon prostitute themselves to the foreign gods of the land they are entering. They will forsake me and break the covenant I made with them. On that day I will become angry with them and forsake them. I will hide my face from them, and they will be destroyed. 
Many disasters and difficulties will come upon them, and on that day they will ask, Have not these disasters come upon us, come upon us, because our God is not with us? And I will certainly hide my face on that day because of their wickedness in turning to other gods. Now write down for yourselves the songs, the song, and teach it to the Israelites, and have them sing it, so that it may be a witness for me against them. When I have brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey, the land I promised on oath to their forefathers, and when they eat their fill and thrive, they will turn to other gods and worship them, rejecting me and breaking my covenant. And when many disasters and difficulties come upon them, the song will testify against them, because it will not be forgotten by their descendants. I know what they are disposed to do, even before I bring them into the land. I promise them on oath. So Moses wrote down the song that day and taught it to the Israelites. The Lord gave this command to Joshua, son of Nun. Be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them on oath, and I myself will be with you. After Moses finished writing in a book the words of the law, from beginning to end, he gave this command to the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Take this book of the law and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. There it will remain as a witness against you, for I know how rebellious and stiff-necked you are. If you have been rebellious against the Lord while I am still alive and with you, how much more will you rebel after I die? Assemble before me all the elders of your tribes and all of your officials, so that I can speak these words in their hearing and call heaven and earth to testify against them. For I know that after my death you are sure to become utterly corrupt and turn from the way I have commanded you. In days to come disaster will fall upon you, because you will do evil in sight of the Lord and provoke him to anger by what your hands have made. And Moses recited the words of the song from beginning to end in the hearing of the whole assembly of Israel. Take a sip. That was a long song. <laughs> Pretty scary stuff. Let me teach you a song about how you're going to rebel against me, and then I'm going to leave you. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. O praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock. His works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. They have acted corruptly toward him. To their shame, they are no longer his children, but a warped and crooked generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, O foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father, your creator, who made you and formed you? <clears throat> Remember the days of old, consider the generations long past. Ask your father, and he will tell you, your elders, and they will explain to you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries for the peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob his allotted inheritance. In a desert land he found him, in a barren and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest, and hover over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them, and carries them on its pinions. The Lord alone led him, no foreign god was with him. 
he made him ride on the heights of the land, and fed him with the fruit of the fields. He nourished him with honey from the rock, and with oil from the flinty crag, with curds and milk from herd and flock, and with flattened lambs and goats, with choice rams of Bashan, Bashan, and the finest kernels of wheat. You drank the foaming blood of the grape. Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. Filled with food, he became heavy and sleek. He abandoned the god who made him, and rejected the rock, his savior. They made him jealous with their foreign gods, and angered him with their detestable idols. They sacrificed to demons which are not God, gods they had not known, gods that recently appeared, gods your fathers did not fear. You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw this and rejected them because he was angered by his sons and daughters. I will hide my face from them, he said, and see what their end will be. For they are a perverse generation, children who are unfaithful. They made me jealous by what is no God and angered me with their worthless idols. I will make them envious by those who are not a people. I will make them angry by a nation that has no understanding, for a fire has been kindled by my wrath, one that burns to the realm of death below. It will devour the earth and its harvests, and set afire the foundations of the mountains. <clears throat> I will heap calamities upon them and spend my arrows against them. I will send wasting famine against them, consuming pestilence and deadly plague. I will send against them the fangs of wild beasts, the venom of vipers that glide in the dust. In the street the sword will make them childless. In their homes terror will reign. Young men and young women will perish, infants and gray-haired men. I said I would scatter them and blot out their memory for mankind. But I dreaded the taunt of the enemy, lest the adversary misunderstand, and say, Our hand has triumphed. The Lord has not done all this. They are a nation without sense. There is no discernment in them. If only they were wise and would understand this and discern what their end would be. How could one man chase a thousand, or two put ten thousand to flight, unless their rock has sold them, unless the Lord has given them up? For their rock is not like our rock. As even our enemies concede, their vine comes from the vine of Sodom, from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are filled with poison and their clusters with bitterness. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. Have I not kept this in reserve, and sealed it in my vaults? It is mine to avenge, I will repay. In due time their foot will slip. <clears throat> their day of disaster is near, and their doom rushes upon them. The Lord will judge his people, and have compassion on his servants. When he sees their strength is gone, and no one is left, slave or free, he will say, Now, where are their gods, the rock they took refuge in? the gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings. Let them rise up to help you. Let them give you shelter. See now that I myself am he. There is no God besides me. I put to death and, and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal, and no one can deliver out of my hand. I lift my hand to heaven and declare, as surely as I live forever, when I sharpen my flashing sword, and my hand grasps it in judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries, and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, while my sword devours flesh. The blood of the slain, the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders. Wow, that is extraordinarily poetic. Rejoice, O nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies, and make atonement for his land and people. 
Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and spoke all the words of the song in hearing of the people. When Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day. So you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you. They are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing, the Jordan, to possess. On that same day the Lord told Moses, Go up into the Abram range to Mount Nebo in Moab, across from Jericho, and view Canaan, the land I am giving the Israelites as their own possession. <clears throat> there on the mountain that you have climbed you will die and be gathered to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. This is because both of you broke faith with me in, presence of the, in the presence of Israelites at the waters of Meribah, Kadesh, in the desert of Zin, because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites. Therefore you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel. Take another sip. The arrows would be drunk with blood. That's a heck of a picture. <clears throat> Chapter 33. This is the blessing that Moses, the man of God, pronounced on the Israelites before his death. He said, The Lord came from Sinai and dawned over them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran. He came with myriads of holy ones from the south, from his mountain slopes. Surely it is you who love the people. All the holy ones are in your land. At your feet they all bow down, and from you receive instruction. The law that Moses gave us, the possession of the assembly of Jacob. He was king over Jeshurun. When the leaders of the people assembled along with the tribes of Israel, let Reuben live and not die, nor his men be few. And this is what he said about Judah. Hear, O Lord, the cry of Judah. Bring him to his people. With his own hands he defends his cause. I will be his help against his foes. About Levi, he said, your Thummim and Urim belong to the man you favored. You tested him at Massah. You contended with him at the waters of Meribah. He said of his father and mother, I have no regard for them. He did not recognize his brothers or acknowledge his own children, but he watched over your word and guarded your covenant. He teaches your precepts to Jacob and how and your law to Israel. He offers incense before you and whole burnt offerings on your altar. Bless all his skills, O Lord, and be pleased with the work of his hands. Smite the loins of those who rise up against him. Strike his foes till they rise no more. About Benjamin, he said, Let the beloved of the Lord rest secure in him. For he shields him all day long, and the one the Lord loves rests between his shoulders. About Joseph, he said, May the Lord bless his land with the precious dew from heaven above, and with deep waters that lie below, uh, with the best the sun brings forth, and the finest the moon can yield, with the choicest gifts of the ancient mountains, and the fruitfulness of the everlasting hills, with the best gifts of the earth in its fullness, and the favor of him who dwelt in the burning bush. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. In majesty he is like a firstborn bull. His horns are the horns of a wild ox. With them he will gore the nations, even those at the ends of the earth. Such are the ten thousands of Ephraim, such are the thousands of Manasseh. About Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun! 
in your going out, and you, Issachar, in your tents. They will summon peoples to the mountain, and their offer sacrifices of righteousness. They will feast on the abundance of the seas, on the treasure hidden in the sand. About Gad, he said, Blessed is he who enlarges Gad's domain. Gad lives there like a lion, tearing at arm and head. He chose the best land for himself. The leader's portion was kept for him. When the heads of the people assembled, he carried out the Lord's righteous will and his judgments concerning Israel. About Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's cub, springing out of Bashan. About Naphtali, he said, <clears throat> Naphtali is abounding with the favor of the Lord and is full of his blessing. He will inherit southward to the lake. About Asher, he said, Most blessed of sons is Asher. Let him be favored by his brothers, and let him bathe his feet in oil. The bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze, and your strength will equal your days. There is no one like the God of Jeshurun, who rides on the heavens to help you, and on the clouds in his majesty. The eternal God is here for refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemy before you, saying, Destroy him, so Israel will live in safety alone. Jacob's spring is secure in the land of grain and new wine where the heavens drop dew. Blessed are you, Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. He is your shield and helper, and your glorious sword. Your enemies will cower before you, and you will trample down their high places. Let me take another sip. Chapter 34 Then Moses climbed Mount Nebu from the plains of Moab to the top of Pisgah, across from Jericho. There the Lord showed him the whole land, from Gilead to Dan, all of Naphtali, the territory of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negev, and the whole region from the valley of Jericho, the city of Palms as far as Zor. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When I said, I will give it to your descendants, I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over into it. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. He buried him in Moab in the valley opposite Beth Peor, but to this day no one knows where his grave is. Moses was a hundred and twenty years old when he died, yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. The Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days, until the time of weeping and mourning was over. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, who did all those miraculous signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his officials and to his whole land. For no one has ever shown the mighty power of or perform the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. And that, children, is Deuteronomy. Pretty, um... You know, it's a book that I've always overlooked. Same with Numbers. And it's actually a very poignant book. It's almost like... It's almost like Moses was planning his... Knew he was going to die, and he was just planning for the succession. And it's like, 
kind of like Moses saying, listen, here are all these rules. You've got to follow them. God knows you guys are rebellious, and he's going to destroy you and leave you unless you just follow these rules. It's almost like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't equate it to this, but, you know, when a teacher knows they're going to be out, um, they're going to be gone one day, and there's going to be a sub, and the teacher knows the classes are kind of a little rambunctious, and the teacher says, hey, listen, we're going to have a sub. I better get a good report. Um, oh, your mom just texted me. Where am I? In the Bible. In the back now. Oh, like six months ago. Let's see. Oh, my phone won't change. It won't charge in our room, so I plug in the bathroom, but I'm going back to bed. Order three are up. The youngest is still sleeping for now. Okay, darn. Oh. Well, anyways. So yeah, that's, that's kind of like what I equated to. In a way, like a very... It's a lighter version of it, but... I think Moses was grieved for Israel too. Because not only did he see... Did, not only did he get to see them actually experience going to the promised land. Um, he knew that you know everything he's been working for through, through God... Um, was probably going to become undone. And that's kind of heartbreaking. But. <sighs> so, kids, read the Bible. Fear the Lord. And in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king.
ask you, my soul, as he has come.